it's hard not to love it. It's so cliche Italian, but then every single Italian I know is like, absolutely like Tommy, Tommy DeVito. He's our boy. Listen, as someone who grew up with Italian family and uh, living in the tri-state area of Connecticut, New Jersey and New York, I get it. And I love it. Love everything about it. Gotta appreciate it. Gotta appreciate it. two stories we wanted to bring to everybody's attention today that might be a little bit off the beaten path, but we yeah. think you should know about them. Uh, one that's super fun before the holidays and another one that's just one to watch. So Mel, what are you covering today? I am hopefully bringing some joy to folks. Um, this, I'm covering an article talking about how workers across America uh, are owed millions in uh, wages. Yeah. Listen, cash money, no, not a problem ever. Uh, let's no. definitely hear about that. And I'll be covering Gallup's state of the workplace report Ooh. that they just lost. Yeah. It's basically all the sentiments around how employees are feeling about work. I love it. Yeah. All right. So all let's right. get into it's it. Exciting. All right. Well, I will jump in here. Um, I was reading an article online uh, from CBS Miami and Miami Herald. And the Miami Herald noted that uh, $161 million is owed in um, unpaid wages on behalf of employees, and $6.5 million of that that amount is owed to Floridians alone. So there's a lost money out there for folks, and I want to tell them how they can find it. What's going on in Florida? Six six alone? (laughs) I mean, $6.5 million seemed... A little low compared to the 161 million, but um yeah, super fair. Super fair. I'm I'm, 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 I'm spreading bad. it out across each of the <laughs> states, but I'm actually more interested in how do I find my money, Mel? Yes, I'm <laughs> gonna tell you how to find that money. All right. Well, um, just to give some education here, the US Department of Labor, uh, when a business violates labor law, the US Department of Labor recovers those unpaid wages um on behalf of employees. And they hold on to those wages. They do try to reach out to employees to give them the unpaid wages. But if they can't reach them, it just kind of goes into this bank of money, um, essentially where, you know, they'll hold on to it for three years. But after three years, that money is turned into the U.S. Treasury Department. And then you'll okay. never see that money again. That is that, Mel. That is yes. because I'm like, how hard did they try to get hold of me? That's what yeah, I, <laughs> I know. And I'm They're sort like, of like, you can't. You can't just hold on to it in perpetuity until like, yeah. Super I don't know. Yeah. In this day and age, you really couldn't find someone. I know. Then. Come on. Come on. Aren't you tracking I, your I cell could, phones? No, I'm just kidding. I can find anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's super I mean, fair. Super fair. Super fair. Um, so <laughs> it's really easy process. I went down a rabbit hole. Uh, about this, I went on the U.S. Department of Labor's website. Mm-hmm. They have a page called the Workers Owed Wages page, and you can enter your employer's information there. You just enter their name, um, and you can enter the location, so the state that you live in, which would be specific to whether they owe wages in your state. Um, and then you can search for your name and submit a claim form and get your money. Uh, I did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it was really easy. It was super easy. I was just curious. I started throwing, 
I removed the location piece just to see who was out there, but I started throwing some big name organizations like Coca-Cola, Walmart um, out there, and they did have unclaimed wages in certain states. So um, link's going to be shared in our show notes. Go out there, check it out. You might have a small little uh, cash sum just in time for the holiday season. So check it out. So it's just like fun. It's like fun. You know what? That reminds me of unclaimed property. Yeah, unclaimed property. Yeah. I, I think if if you don't know about unclaimed property, every state ha- on their uh, uh, treasury department's uh, page usually has an unclaimed property uh, section where you can search for your name and it'll show you if you're owed some cash. Yeah, uh, I've gotten it before. Have you gotten it before? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I there's you know it's interesting. So I've gotten it for um, like a class action lawsuit. You know how you usually in yeah. the mail sometimes you get the so and so credit card is filing a class action <laughs> I lawsuit. Throw those right I, in the trash. I, absolutely, <laughs> throw them in the trash. I don't even. Yeah, I, I don't. But I don't know why. I'm like, is this serious? Do I need to do something? I know. And then I'm like, yeah, because who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm like, is it worth it? (laughs) But unclean property makes it really easy because to your point, every state has it. Right. Look it up in every state. I don't think it's, I don't think there's an expiration date on it. And no, I don't think so. I mean, I found like my great aunt and I got really down a rabbit hole. By the way, this is one of the benefits of having like insomnia when you wake up at two o'clock and go down a rabbit hole. You're looking up your great uncle Elmer's unclean property, you know, in Chicago (laughs) Heights. Um, Yeah, some, you know, anyway, but. But um, this is a billion dollar industry. Yeah, it is a billion dollar industry. And th- I mean, those are those lost wages are going to the U.S. Department, uh, Treasury Department if you don't claim them. So claim your cash. It's your money. Listen, it's your friends, money, honey. Take five money, five monies. Take five money. <laughs> take five minutes to get five monies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's fun. Oh, I love that. That's kind of yeah. fun. That's fun. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, again, we'll we'll link to this in the show notes, but definitely check it out. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Gallup is an organization that is massive into research. They do this state of the global workplace report every single year, and it's typically like a look back, right on right. on the last year. Here's the headline from the findings. Again, super comprehensive report. But the headline I want everyone to keep in mind is this. We need to change the way we manage our people. Yeah. And I know I have absolutely been feeling this for a while. Mel, you? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that struck me about this was, again, this is a look back. So a lot of this data is going to be from 2022. Okay. But The thing that strikes me about this is this data may be getting worse um, since we all have discovered mass layoffs. So let me, let me, I'm going to break this down for you in terms of pros and then some things that I think we all need to look at. So this might take me a minute, but it's really good data for all of you to have. Here we go. In 2022, the world experienced a surge in job opportunities and employee engagement reached a record high of 23%. Okay. Okay. And what they're counting as engagement are workers finding meaningful connection between their team, their manager, and their employer. That's what engagement kind of feels like to Gallup, right? Um, So again, more job opportunities. We had a surge in 2022 and people felt more engaged than ever at that 23%. Yeah, that makes sense. about right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. um, 2022 just felt like a surge and a lot of opportunity for people. I don't know. And there was still a lot of the COVID recovery pairing that was happening in organizations during oh, yeah. that time in Absolutely. 2022. 
that has seemed to now gone away, but at least in 2022, you still felt like that was happening. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Those are some pros. Okay. And keep in mind that this data that I'm about to talk about is during that surge. Okay. So this is what's going to be really interesting. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things that were in, in addition to this surge and in addition to this high engagement, there were some other things going on. For instance, employee stress remains at record high with 44% of employees saying that they experience a lot of stress the prior day. Oof. So you've got engagement yeah. slightly ticking up, stress coming really? way up. Yeah. Stress has also been on the rise over the last decade. And what they found is really interesting. You know what the number one reason for stress for workers? No, what? What is it? It's not the work. It's their manager. Oh, I believe it. If you get stuck with a wrong manager or someone who's not a great leader. Yeah. Uh, that really impacts your mental health and your physical. I mean, it, it impacts everything. Yeah. Something that we don't talk about a lot when you're looking for jobs is, are you sure you really want to work with the manager that's hiring you? Yeah. Because they can make your life a dream or a living mm-hmm. hell. And now the data is here that supports it, that managers outsized, outsized uh, influence on someone's stress at work. Yeah. Um, in fact... It's 3.8 times more influence on an employee's stress than even things like work location. So we see a lot of things coming out about stress around people having to go back to work. It's what causes even more stress is if your manager is shitty. I'll speak for a personal example. When I, I, I did a commute that would take me almost four hours a day, two hours there, two hours back. But I loved what I was doing. I loved the team that I was working on. And I loved the leader that I worked with. So that commute, was it a tough commute? Yeah. But I also believed in what I was doing. So it made it much easier. It wasn't like I was ending my day super stressed. So I believe, I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're really engaged and if you have someone that you love to work with. You feel good. Yeah. You you feel feel good good. about work. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Absolutely. Um, So again, this is a look back. We're at 44% of stress. We know managers are the number one culprit here, management and leadership. Um, Some of the impacts of this, again, before all this layoff conversation, Mm -hmm. um, six in 10 employees are quiet quitting. Six in 10 actively looking. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. So like you take into account all these, these organizations, layoffs, this number is going to go up, guarantee it. It's really going to go up. And then also take into not just layoffs, but I think attitudes from CEOs that have been making headlines lately. Like, like I'll just give it the recent Wayfair CEO to calling their workforce late. Like they can't be lazy, even though they're making record revenue. Hmm. Um, It's it's in the way they're being treated from the top down, which influences the culture. Right. So interesting to to see how this pans out. Yeah. I mean, 2023 has been year uh, dubbed sometimes this year of efficiency from a lot of these organizations that overhired, quite honestly, yeah, made some bad business decisions. And it's been very interesting to see the tone go from, we love you, you're everything to you guys are lazy. And now we need to. Yeah. Fire you. Sounds like an abusive relationship. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But the thing here is 
you know, you've got these employees that are quiet quitting for a lot of different reasons okay. for the stress because the culture isn't there. Right. Um, sometimes it's paying benefits six and 10 and this six, even at six and 10, right. If you look at the financial impacts of it, it's mm-hmm. major because it's costing the economy globally 8.8, not million, not billion, but $8.8 trillion a Oof. year or 9% of global GDP. Yikes. Yeah, this is shit that's turning or it's turning it on its axes. Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. That's massive. It's massive. So that's at six and 10 employees guarantee you that number is going to go up to seven and 10. And so is yeah. that financial impact. Um, and the last thing on here is that we can actually change this because yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. These are all doable changes. Um, Because what they're saying is a lot of employees, they were asked, what would it take to change at work, to reduce this stress, to not have you quiet quit? You want to guess? Um, More care from their leader. Yeah. Yeah. You're right on. on, (laughs) So uh, the overwhelming majority said, listen, uh, at 41%, this engagement from my leader and this culture needs to change. So engagement and culture at the very top. These that's so after that 28% pay and benefits, and after that 16% well-being. I, I want to stick on this engagement and culture piece because Melanie, your experience, how much do organizations really pay attention to this? I've worked for some that were really focused on this, and I've worked for others that weren't. And yeah. you could feel it, really feel it in places where they didn't pay attention to this and in a, neg- a negative way. Like, I don't know. Uh, the culture piece is a responsibility of the organization at the top and then the team. So the team leader setting the tone and then the individual, like you have your own individual contribution into that. I really believe in those three elements, but if it's lacking, um, it's, it's not a good thing. It's not. And I think it's really, if you're wondering if your place of work has mm-hmm. great culture or engagement, I know a few things you can check. And then Mel, I'm really curious because again, 41% of people feel like we need to switch this again. I think after these mass layoffs, this number is going to go up. Right. But one thing I, you know, I know we talk about this, but check out what people are saying on Glassdoor. That's absolutely something because people will, you know, give you some very candid uh, information there. I also think if you're not as an employee, if you're not clear on what the culture is, or if you're not clear on things like what the values are, and if you don't feel like those values, even if they are clear, are lived out every day yeah. in the behaviors of your leaders, yeah, I, I think your your company or your organization has some work to do. Agree. I think there are three primary requirements for every organization in terms of culture and care for their people. And that's respect and then relationships and meaningful work. And it's like this three-legged stool. And if one of those legs are missing, then it's not going to be a good experience. And the engagement's not going to be high. Respect's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Respect is at the top. Mm -hmm. Like treating your people with respect, trusting, giving them the autonomy to do their work, not micromanaging. I think there's there's an interesting element to me where you're seeing a lot, especially in the news today, going back to the CEO stuff, which that's at the organization level. So from the top down, if you're getting messaging, calling their workforce lazy or telling them to stop complaining that Miller Knoll 
CEO no, from Miller a few no years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And there's yeah. plenty of yeah. examples of this, right? Which is yeah. horrible, horrible to even think about. Um, but man, if that respect piece is missing, oof. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 really interesting to look at. Um yeah. I keep coming back to the headline, which is we need to change the way we manage people. Absolutely. And I can full on say the way we manage people five years ago is not going to work today. It won't. It can't. No, it can't. And it's, there's so many more expectations on leaders today because of how things have changed. You're dealing with not just the deliverables that you need to put out for the organization. You're one, when you're a leader, you're dealing with people. So it's not just about the work. It's about the humans that are involved and they are human beings. So there are things happening in their worlds outside of work that are impacting things. They don't need to share that with you. Um, But hopefully you have a good enough relationship as a leader. You know, if something's going on that they can come to you, um, feel comfort and knowing that you're there to support them if they need like any exceptions or things that are going to help them out to get through whatever they're dealing with outside. I don't know, the world is on fire every single day. And as a leader, um, having empathy for folks who are being impacted by that or talking to your, I've been in organizations where they completely ignore like major things, like don't put out messaging when major decisions like Roe are overturned. And you're like, what? You're not going to acknowledge this for women? You know, but I think there's different expectations for leaders today, even from a mental health standpoint and being knowledgeable, you don't have to be a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but you do need to be aware of the mental health issues people are facing after going through something like COVID in addition to whatever other um, issues they might be carrying. So I don't know that leaders are fully trained or understand how to do all of those things. Um, and it's getting harder and harder to be a leader because you are expected to know how to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's the data I I is talk there. About this all day. I, I yeah. could too. I could too. Yeah. You know, I, I think the Gallup report, I covered some headlines and some highlights here. It is chock full of really right. interesting data. I would take a gander at it, especially if you're in an organization wanting to make a change. There's a lot of very robust Absolutely. data to leverage. So take a gander at it. We'll post it. Um, but wanted yeah. everyone to know that's where it landed for uh, the 2023. And after these uh, Q4 activities, we'll see, how that looks. <laughs> we'll see how it looks. We'll see how it looks. One to watch, one to watch. Nice. All right. Well, nice to see you today and chat nice with to you. See you too. Yeah. Nice to see you too. Yeah. I know we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus for the holiday, and then we'll be back in January with new week, new headlines. And what else, Mel? We are going to have our first guest speaker, and we're going to talk about recruiting. Yeah, baby. Getting those jobs. (laughs) Getting those jobs. Mel, it was lovely, lovely to chat with you all today. Lovely to chat with you too. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.